discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Have you ever prayed about an issue in your life and God didn't let you destroy Satan? He rather said, increase your prayer time. Have you ever prayed about an issue of last and God told you, listen to more messages and increase your Bible study? Your Bible study has gone low. That's why a lot of, a lot of things are coming in your mind. So God knows that if I change you, you don't have a problem with sin. That's why God's first job to us in the new covenant was not to give us laws, it's to make us the law. We became the embodiment. The, the them that ingest because Christ became the fulfillment of the law and he has been given to us as food. So we ingest the law so that we ourselves become living epistles to others. So that to such there is no law. There is something you must become and it will change the story of your experience. And the reason Satan is doing what he's doing is this. Satan's greatest weapon against the church and the believer is not power. It's the power to delay. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 3 down to 5, it says Satan knows his time is short. So do you know everything Satan is doing is to delay, is to delay his judgment. So all the sexual sins you are dealing with, all the emotional sins and the depression and you won't do again and a pastor I've resigned as a leader since I became a leader it's not been easy I mean I was okay as a member I, 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 I won't follow pastor is here pastor is here I want to be a gentleman I'm a prophet pastor is a pastor I'm a prophet so because of that you won't do ministry again and and the more I do ministry the more I'm failing the more things are difficult you don't understand Jonah 2.8 says, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. There is a deliverance that is on your left. But Satan is deceiving you with a lying vanity on your right. So the more I'm confessing, the more it's painful. The more I tell the rain to stop, the more it's raining harder. <laughs> the more I say, Lord, I'm doing better this year, the more I'm failing my papers. It is a lying vanity. If I observe it, I forfeit my own mercy. It means God brought deliverance. And Satan always, when he sees the deliverance is close, will throw something to deceive you further. You know why? Because this is it. Romans chapter 6 says, Whom ye obey, ye yield your members to be servant of. So the moment I yield my member in obeying Satan, I have delayed God's operation in my life. And Satan has got the chance to delay his sentence 
for another time. Satan doesn't have the power to stop God's promise to you, but he has the power to delay it. Abraham didn't have to wait for 25 years for his son. He caused it. When God called him, Bible says in Genesis 12, he left Haran. So we don't see the full story at 75. But Stephen, the prophet, and the historian who had studied together with Paul in the same classroom under Gamaliel, had learned the history. That's why it was only him in Acts 7 and Acts 13. Paul in Acts 13, Stephen in Acts 7. That recounted Israel's history perfectly. And Stephen said, Father's brethren, the God of glory called our father Abraham from Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Karam. Acts 7 verse 2. Acts 7 2. Huh, any? I say he called him from Mesopotamia before. So it means that Abraham left Karam at 75, but God probably called him at 50. But somebody delayed by disobeying. <laughs> I'm going to preach somebody this word. Because Bible said when God now called Abraham, he now got to the promised land. He met famine. The issue of disobedience is this. If you still obey after a while, the conditions you should meet will be different. He didn't have to sweat in famine. If he went there at the time God sent him, God would design him to handle famine like his son Isaac. Dwell in this land, you yield hundredfold. But when he got there and there was famine, he didn't wait a week. He packed quickly to Egypt and went lying. Where my sister, don't tell anybody. I don't know you, okay? Go, go. And he thought he was getting wealth. But he didn't know that the blessing of Satan has sorrow in it. So Satan gave him all the goats, all the cow. Genesis 13, Hagar was inside. Anytime Satan blesses you, he will put the woman who will give birth to fleshly things that will fight your life. A pinch of salt. <laughs> From today, when God calls you to wake up at 5 a.m., don't argue. Jump out of bed with holy trepidation, lest you miss your hour of visitation. <laughs> Let, 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 can, I, can I preach to somebody? God is gracious. That disobedience will not make you lose your sonship, but to make you lose your authority. He can't use you for what he has. He calls Saul after all that. And he said, this Saul, I don't trust him. Let's test him. First Samuel 13. Saul, I don't know. There's something about Saul and the priesthood. The priesthood is, is attractive to Saul. So when they got there, everybody was scattered, confused. They were looking for someone. They couldn't find him. Saul took the first sheep and started cutting the sheep. He's come to offer the sacrifice. And someone showed up and said, what have you done? God is not happy with you. You've done foolishly. And God is going to deal with you. And Saul is quiet. He's wondering. Ah, but the people, the people... Talking rubbish. And God kept quiet. Someone interceded for Saul before the Lord. And God said, let's give him another chance. Tell him to go to Amalek. This is where people miss it. Arise, O sleeper. Awake from, he said, he said arise from the dead. Awake from the dead and Christ shall what give thee light. In Ephesians 5 verse 14, 
It says, walk circumspectly as wise, not as fools, redeeming the time because the days are evil. What he's trying to tell you is this, that to walk circumspectly as wise is when you are redeeming the time. That's why he starts redeeming the time with a verb, continuous verb. It means that your circumspectious walk is in your redemption of time. When you are redeeming time, you don't walk carelessly. He said, walk circumspectly, not as fools, as wise, command redeeming so when you are redeeming time you have late in the spirit you should have been a pastor three years ago but you were doing dilly dally with god you were hanging out to some girl so you didn't take god serious you know god told you not to leave the country and you forced yourself to go and get masters because you felt that if i'm in ghana i followed pastor faith 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 four years still my ear broke until let me go to london and do some work and brush some horse teeth and become a something over there and you went and it dawned on you as you were brushing the horse teeth and scrubbing the gutter and the washroom that, ah, my son, what doest thou here? Like the prodigal son, and you remember your father's house. I shall go back to my father's house and I shall be a servant. <laughs> so you rise up when you are coming. Then when you get to Ghana, you have to be tested. Because it's foolishness to entrust royalty to irresponsible people. So you have to be proved that you can handle royalty again. So when you show up, don't expect that two weeks later you are on chair. They will make you some, you walk. But you see, as you are being tested, walk circumspectly. Because if you miss that, you see, you, are, you have lost time. And you are redeeming time. And in redeeming time, you are losing further time. Do you know what you are doing? <laughs> you will be so lost, you can't find your compass again. That's why some people get to a point, they go like, Charlie, this ministry has left me. Because you are in redeeming time. You are not circumspect. You went to date. You didn't tell pastor. You dated part two. You didn't tell pastor. Dating part three. No pastor. Part four. He said this time I swear. Then you meet brother Ocha. Who tells you that I want things to be under, under, undertone. You know. Let me tell you something. Anything done in darkness is devilish. I'm advising you. If I'm on phone. And I'm hiding what I'm reading. Or who I'm texting. And I'm deleting my text from my wife. That's evil. Even if it's not something that's bad. Once I don't feel comfortable for you to read it. It's evil. Satan is in it. I'm telling you. It's the beginning of many things. Are you in the service at all? Work circumspectly. Redeeming time. Because Satan knows what we don't know. You know why? When Satan entered the garden, he knew what Adam didn't know. He knew that God had designed Adam to be part of the senatorial headship of the universe called the congregation of the mighty, the gods. He wanted that chair. He said, I will ascend into that congregation. And God said, those who ascend there are like me. So Lucifer said, when I ascend, I want to also be like him so that I have legal place in that chair. But Adam thought it was just a fruit. He had, he had no idea. He had sold the entire dynasty. That dynasty that gave Lucifer right to enter heaven and sit in the council of the universe. And God could not sack him. That was Adam's parliamentary seat. Satan will always not make you realize. That's why I started by saying foresight. If the devil comes into your eating, and you are walking circumspectly, you will see that this girl, she's Christian. But in two months' time, if I get too close, 
Her carnality can affect me. So there's a way you handle such people. If you are wise, God will tell you, delete that number. Because the statuses are polluting your spirit. Listen, tonight, eh, there's one prayer we'll start praying from tonight. Father, help me redeem lost time. Number two, Father, any visitation I've missed. Because you know that's funny thing. When they missed the visitation, do you know what God did? God was looking for opportunity again. So one day, a young boy stood up called Stephanos. Stephen. Men, brethren, fathers. Stephen has got audience with the council, the builders. And as he's talking, his dissertation is remarkable. Impeccable. Check it. He's the only one that gave such apologetic thesis. While he did so, his face turned to an angel. It means when he was doing it, that angelic appearance was not anointing. It was the host of heaven at the brink. That is why only Stephen spoke and Jesus was standing. What Jesus was doing was that if Israel was said what this boy said, we are coming down. And they still said no. Jesus was standing. That's the only time Jesus stood on his feet. And if Jesus is standing, the angels are standing. The host are standing. That's why Stephen's face was like an angel because they are ready to intrude earth. But he said no. Jesus went back. And killed him. Listen. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. Anna I've said it before. Listening is a seed for learning. If you listen, you learn. I didn't say hear. Listen. Listening is the seed for learning. Fellowship is the seed for action. And Anna is the seed for access. Anything you want to access, Anna it. You gain entry. What am I saying, my dear? Do you know Jesus wants to visit you? Jesus said something. We have entered the realm. I will not come myself. Neither will I send my angels. But Hebrews 13 said, you have entertained angels unawares when strangers entered your house. So it means the way you entertain visitors. Jesus Christ, are you here? Awesome. There are some demons in your family. No matter how spiritual anybody is in your house, the pastors in your house, no matter how they pray, those two people who are pastors in your family, no matter how they pray, your uncle, no matter how much they pray, if you don't know the things you know to support it, their prayers will not change anything. Because they've been praying about things turning around in your family's situation. But no matter how much they pray, there's something you must input in the prayer. If you don't show up, it will never happen. God has designed Nineveh for Jonah. So, in as much as God has called me, I need certain people in my life. And you'll be shocked. In the spirit, our interdependency coefficient is so high that if Pastor Elvis follows me to come to Akumasi to preach, there are certain things Satan cannot achieve when he's here. Yet, it looks like I'm the anointed one. Yet, his, that Paul said, 
A door was opened unto me to trust. But Titus was not with me, so I could not go. Hey. Hey, Jesus Christ, if God can open your eyes, eh, you know some people, when they are visiting you, they are bringing hell. Others, when they are visiting you, they are bringing heaven. You know who to accept in your house. You know who to say, oh, you can come. You know who to break your protocols for and find a way to meet them. Because you know when you meet them, you encounter God. Our visitations, eh, they are hidden all around us. But they often come after we have learned to walk circumspectly. After Abraham fell in Genesis 16 and 17, God told him to circumcise himself. He began to walk circumspectly. Do you know chapter 18 verse 1? Bible says, and the Lord had fellowship with Abraham. After God spoke with Abraham, three men appeared in the plains. And Abraham was in his house. By reason of fellowship, his senses were sharpened. Number two, by reason of fellowship, action was natural. He said, oh, I see visitors. He ran to meet them. Says, my Lord, can you follow me to my house? I need to host you. God didn't tell him I'm coming. God didn't tell him that I'll show up like this. He just stood there and said, no, these three are not normal people. Let me host them. Let me host them. A lot of you have misencounters. Because you've not learned how to host God's presence, even with your brethren. Something must change in your life. Your story must change. But today I bring you a certain story. That you can change your story. Not because God. Now let me let, let hear this. God is so abundant in mercy. He is able to give you many chances. But your body is not designed to accept a lot of chances. The issue is not God, it's you. That's why I said there's one sin when you sin. Eh? Because your flesh becomes one with another flesh. You struggle to forgive yourself. The sexual sin. Oh God. God said I'll use it by your life. God. <laughs> oh, you know me. You know me. You know me. Yeah. I'm like a hawk. When I see the chicken. Lord, you know me. <laughs> And the bishop that said, a certain pastor entered his office. A big pastor pray for me. I need deliverance from my sexual edges. <laughs> the pastor prayed for him. After one month, he came by and said, Pastor, it's not going. In fact, it has doubled. So he entered the office with bread knife. He said, Pastor, cut it off so that I'll be free. <laughs> his problem is not the cutting off. His problem is this. He has fellowship with the wrong. So he is receiving capacity for a certain action. Let me show you a secret today. Your spirit is designed to be a magnet. Whoever you stay around, you are pulling, you are sinking data. Even if they don't talk, you are sinking. If the person is sexual, something about sexuality, something happened to you, all of a sudden you are lasting, all of a sudden you are having bad dreams. You don't understand why. Somebody is in your camp. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I see a brother who is so holy but when he meets a sister who has those things in her he just doesn't understand yeah. Yeah. because there's a, there's a capacity pulling but pulling things pulling. that's why you see Satan's greatest weapon to our generation is social media 
The reason why church today, we are asking if kiss is a sin is because Satan has flooded our eyes with kissing to the point where we think it is nothing. Do you know what a kiss is? Do you know what a kiss is? Oh my gosh. You see, in our part of the world, now let, listen to this. Oh, Listen. When Judas was come to betray Jesus, he kissed Jesus' hand. When Mary was worshiping Christ, he kissed Jesus' feet. When the prodigal son's father was forgiving him, he kissed his neck. But some so someone said, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. So that, that angle. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who can't us you? You are no, listen. Wait, 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 wait. Now, listen. Now, medically, I did microbiology, I can tell you something. So medically or suffering, you notice that your bacterial flora begins to feel like the bacterial flora of the one you have been kissing. Now, if there is something so chemical that is so evident by constant kissing, then it tells you that that physical product is a recourse in a spiritual alignment. Something has happened in the spirit. That's why physically we are beginning to have the same mouth order. You are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are a little princess. You kiss the front one. Then you come here. Yo. 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 Into your, your joining wedding. You may kiss the bride for the first time. Now you must show. Jesus Christ. It's not my first time, oh Lord. Who kissing in our Lord? Forgive me for all the other times. Let this be the first time in the spirit. Spiritual first time. Let's kiss for the first time. I'm serious. Listen, because that dimension is designed for a physical representation of God's intimate joining to us. He used the term intercourse because God wanted to make his cause intercept our cause. That's why he uses the word intimacy. So a husband and a wife under covenant is a picture of God and man in covenant. That's why if Satan wants to destroy your intimacy, he will align you to sexual sin. And check it. Anyone who is dealing with sexual sin, they struggle to relate to God. Because something is blocking your intimacy. And where we are getting to is there, I, I, touch your neighbor and say you are too cold. You are too. You are, I don't like. Are you tense? There's tension in the atmosphere. The next time, Montebe peta, gratili be kapa, mazin telebepa. Look, let me tell you something. Me and Pastor, me and Pastor, we have seen some before. We're on campus. Campus, he knows. We, are, we have stories. Four people have stood naked in front of me before. Four. 
But when I saw where I'm going, I know this one. Listen, when I know where I'm going, I know that thing is designed to block me in my advancement to destiny. All things are permissible and not all things will benefit you. And stop playing that grace game. Grace, according to scripture, is strength to live godly. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching men to say no to ungodly living. So grace is not license. It's capacity against licentiousness. That's why when you keep sinning and say grace, you so confuse your salvation. Because you are using grace wrongly. Do you know what happened to Samson? He lost it. And Judges 16 says something. He began to meal and spin. When Samson the first time, the power came, cleared all the Philistines. Second time, started with a prostitute, went to clear the gates. So it became normal to him that ah, anything I do, power will come. It's there, so whatever I do, the power is there. That attitude is what leads you to Delilah. And when Delilah finally captures you, they will take something from you you can never receive back. They took his eyes. I believe that's what caused Samson to ask for death. Because Bible says that without he asking for strength back, his hair began to grow and his strength was coming back. But something had happened to the man. His confidence was out. The book of Proverbs said, when it comes to sexual sin, he said, it uprooted your glory. Sexual sin, it has a way of uprooting your glory, your strength. All of a sudden, you doubt you. You that you could pray. Now you doubt. You doubt whether God will hear you. You doubt whether you can lay hands on anybody. You are afraid to cast out the devil before the demon says, Ah, I know you. <laughs> I know you. You and me, I know you. <laughs> I in you and you in me. <laughs> so you are afraid to cast out devils. <laughs> when they are being prophetic, you don't want to show up. Because they'll call, they'll say something. When they are declaring things and people are receiving it. No, such a thing as a way of making you feel that other people are holy. And you are the dirtiest person. So that's why I'm standing. <laughs> uh, Father, I pray for all of them. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. And that's not respect anybody. Today, yearly 1,500 pastors quit in America because of pornography. And do you know where it starts from? Satan swallows up your vessels and your junctions of intimacy. Daniel eleven thirty. Let me show you something. And I'll show you what causes you to miss your hour of visitation. Because you see, when you are not in the spirit, eh, you will not know God is coming. You will, not mean, you will not understand when God says that next week fast. Because the secret is this. That fasting it's not the day God will release the blessing. That fasting is the day you become what it takes to handle the blessing. 
So God is not interested in changing your situation. He's interested in changing you. Less at any time. When you become it, that reality shows up. So when we prophesy, we are simply prophesying times God's grace will be extraordinary for you to become the thing so that in the next few days after that encounter, that thing that was said you will see in August, you have entered it without stress. So when you hear a date, 2022 is your year. It's not because your blessing is in 2022. That's why you can enter 22 and not receive it. Or you can receive it in 2021 before 2022. Yeah. Alright? So the day you become it, the 2022 starts. So as love economy is graduating in years, there are things hanging in the spirit. Not to be done, already done. We must become what it takes to pull it from the spirit and show it in the natural. That is the goal of meeting God. Because thou has fenced me with sinus and bones and thy visitation has given me life and favor. So when God shows up, favor comes on you. Life comes on you and he preserves you. Joke 10. Life comes on you. Favor comes on you and you are preserved. Some of you, God will never let an Arabah enter your house. Not because you are anointed. You don't have what it takes to handle it. Oh yeah. So sometimes God will tell you, pray, pray, pray. Pray, 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 pray. It's not to stop the Arabahs. It's to be in the right postures to deal with them. You hear what I said? Sometimes God is not telling you to pray to stop a sickness. He is telling you to pray so the day sickness comes, you can hold cancer for one month and say, I'm done, go away. And everybody will go like, ah, you, did you just say you had cancer for a month and you are cancer free? Do you know that's the wish of God for every cancer Christian? But they don't have the capacity to come out of that sentence. Their spirit is not up to the place. That's why, ah, can I say this? In the day of adversity, if you faint, your strength is small. It didn't say when the day of adversity. It said if the day of adversity. It said in the day. It means there is a day God will measure your strength by allowing adversity. It took strength for Job to go through what he went through. He will not try to feel. You. Even your pussycat died and God has not seen. He has not seen your prayer again. Pussycat. Father and I prayed and the cat still died. Cat. God said, this cat exercise. I won't try your father. <laughs> it won't be good for me. You will leave God. So God said, oh, let your father live to 90. Sometimes when a believer seems to be problem free, it's not always about faith. It's sometimes because God knows you can't handle it. That's why in heaven, the highest sins are Matthias. Because they had graduated into the dimension of Christ where problems was their food. They have come to the place where they have entered what we call the fellowship of his suffering. They and Christ suffer on earth, yet they don't deny their Christhood. They enjoy it. Some receive not their salvation because they wanted a better resurrection. And if you read the tense that was used in Hebrews 11, it meant that God provided salvation, but they denied it. It means God said, I'll heal you. He said, I don't like, I'll die. There's a dimension like that. And this one, <laughs> you must grow into a certain realm. You must go into that realm. 
When the lecturer threatens, you walk to the office and say, say, excuse me. And like Stephen, you speak with eloquence, respect, decorum, and honor, yet you confound the foolishness of this world. And the man will be less Christian and say, after two, you say, young man, I noticed yesterday you insulted me. <laughs> it's now dawning on him. Why you yellow? Two weeks ago. It's now, it's now processing it. Because now Brofundi is cool. Ah. He was like, wow. Such well-spoken articulacy. That's what Paul did to Felix and Agrippa. He spoke, spoke, spoke. The guys were like, mm. Then he whispered, he whispered, no, don't accept it. He said, ah, Paul, I nearly believed. But I was just told that Marshall has made you mad. So if I believe, I'm come to believe madness. So, ah, they believe Paul. God is looking for people to write his chapters. He's looking for Abraham to tarry for the promise. He's waiting for Job to exercise patience. He's expecting Christ to endure the cross. He's waiting for a certain David to overcome his predicament and still trust in the righteousness of God. But if you don't grow, your chance to turn the situation around is available. But lack of circumspectious walking will make you miss even in your redemption of time. He said, kill everyone in Amalek. He left some. And God said, this time around, the kingdom is gone. David was at that junction too. But when he was brought to that knowledge, he knelt down and said, Oh Lord, in sin was I shaped. I was begotten in iniquity. Oh, oh, take the kingdom, take the throne. But take not your Holy Spirit away. No, that statement made God go like, huh? He doesn't want the kingdom. He doesn't want children. He just wants the spirit. Then he looked at God and said, and as you are doing it, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Saul was asking Samuel to pose that everything is fine. But David said, in my secret, let's handle this matter. When the baby died, he ended the fast. He said, the wrath of God has been satisfied. He stood up and went eating. The servants were shocked. Because he had said something to God's secret. No one knows. Except those who were there to write his prayer in Psalm 51. Beloved, God is waiting for some people (laughs) to pass through Corona and its variations and they will still not have a single flu. But you are not there yet, so you still need to wear mask. <laughs> because if God tries it, that's how you be lying. Oh Lord, forsake not thy holy servant. <laughs> you don't know who you are. Because I tell you the truth, worse than this are coming. You see, they are saying Delta has come. Person beta, gamma. Person will send Corona Scorpion. Will send it. Will send all sorts of things. But will God find a sensible generation of faithful power drunk in the Holy Ghost, intimates of the Godhead, them that walk at the class of God, they will pray fearlessly. 
but come to you lovingly. They are moved by the bowels of mercy to see perishing souls and they want to win them when they contradict themselves in atheism. Can God find an apologetic, an intelligent, eloquent one that can debate and harness the integrity of the gospel with savvy and wisdom? Can God find them? Because if you don't take a stand, the stands will take you. You'll be carried by the current. And there's a wind blowing, I'm telling you. One week ago, I saw a certain clip. Elderly men who were singing something like a, a polyphonic distant gay men. And they said, we are coming for your children. We are here for them. Yes. See the way they break, break the screens. About 30 men were singing. We are here for your children. We will make them gay. Yeah, they were singing. They say being homophobic is a crime. Yet preach and let a transgender come. They will exert the highest hate towards you. And nobody stops them. The world is becoming heated. You cannot be sleeping on useless beds. Hear me. You cannot be laying on beds that aren't in covenant with you. If there's no ring, stop wasting your time. Because the more you do that, the more you truncate your journey to glory. And the more you allow Satan to delay God's growth in you, and the more you cannot be changed into that same image of glory. And if you are not changed, then the corruption will be found in you. It's time to quit. Quit all natural affections, evil concupiscence. The anointing is here tonight. If you mean it, God will say, I pull it from your system. I immobilize strange passion. You are here, you are beginning to like women and you don't know why. You find men attractive and you are wondering what's going on in you. It's time for that spirit of the age to be zapped out of your system. Because chances are that, because you are not one of them, when you enter them, they will put you in the pit and you'll be sacrificed. And you might lose your reward. Let's not miss our hour of visitation. May I not be asleep and God came. And I knew it not. May I not meet the same messengers of heaven. And I walked away without beholding the glory. May I not turn my back against Messiah. Because I could not behold that that is the king that has come. Today I call you. It's your hour of visitation. But what is your posture in that hour? Are you anticipating? Because if I anticipate in my bedroom. Then I'll anticipate outside my bedroom. Then clearly, what I wish in my bedroom, I will say publicly, Maranatha, come Lord. And I show up. The rapture is not God having a date set. It is the church coming to maturity. It still comes down to we change to what he wants to do. Because if we don't change, How do I change that? We all, with unveiled faces, behold. Behold means I am sapped into that wondrous gaze of the scripture. When I hear a scripture projected, I'm captivated. Beholding is your changing. C.S. Pedrin said, the look sanctifies, the gaze saves. It is the gaze that saves, the look sanctifies. So as I behold and I'm changed, 
My sanctification is in my changing. There is a level I get in God. Certain demons cannot get me. They can't get me. Can I ask you a question? There can be a mad woman with a nice physique. Because she's mad, you are never tempted. So the issue is you can avoid temptation. And the way to avoid temptation is proper valuation. If I see any girl stripping naked trying to seduce me and I equate her to a mad woman, I will never be tempted. But she's mad. Spirits are operating here now. I wish God opened your eyes so that all the people wanted to sleep with you, you saw their faces well. How some of them were dragons and chickens and crows and pythons. And the mercy of God said, hey, preserve him. <laughs> preserve him so he doesn't, con- he doesn't get consumed. But if God was to open you to the real state of the persons you slept with, you will vomit. That's why there's a state in the spirit. Anytime you get close to carnality, you feel nauseous. I pray that prayer. Let me physically react to flesh. So that when I see fleshly things, I feel like, like flames. I, so I know immediately I know there's something fleshly around. I've gone low. I have to come back. We have come to a place where we must understand the times. Because if you don't understand the times, you'll be swooned into the trap. Can I read one last scripture to you? Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Verse 11. We read the scripture all the time. Can I go on? 9, 11. Can we together want to go? See, we usually end here, 11, 12. So the problem with 11 is men don't know their time. It means the day you show, the day God will deliver you is locked up in a certain time. But many of us don't know our time. Oh, can, I, can we? Eh? And he said, when you don't know your time, it is as a fish that is taken in an evil net. And a bear that is caught in a, a flower. He says, so is the men who are caught. The word evil time is bad timing. So are men who are caught in the trap when they approach things in bad timing. There's a time you should have sown, but when you miss that time, that bad timing gives you a trap. Why is it bad timing? It is opportunity that falls on you suddenly without preparation. So because of that bad timing, you should have been shining, but you missed the chance. This now explains 11. That people have used as an excuse. In Ecclesiastes 9, like, can we go to the Amplified Version? Amplified, Amplified help. Because I kept reading this and I was trying to get it. Now what he said, I returned under the sun and I saw that the race is not for the sweet, nor the battleful to the strong, neither bread to the wise, nor riches to men of intelligence and understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happened to them all. Happened to who all? Happened to who all? What? Who are the them? What? Men. <laughs> no, he is listing. He is listing the swift, the strong, the wise, because he puts a semicolon there. So the time and chance is in reference to the swift, the strong, the wise, the intelligent, and the skillful, particular people. So it means that, beloved, 
If you are not skillful, if you are not strong, if you've not built capacity to run fast, time and chance will be useless to you. So we've quoted this thing saying that, oh, it's for everyone. No. If you are not prepared, time and chance is a waste. Because you are not prepared to travel. You are not prepared to marry. What is time and chance coming to do for you? It is useless to you because you are not swift yet. Neither are you strong yet. Neither are you. So he's saying that all these are skills you should gather. But you gather it for the opportunity of time and chance. So the damn all is not every human being. It's in context. That's why he put semicolon there. It means I'm explaining the them. The them is in parenthesis. It's connecting these people. Because if you are not learning, time and chance is going to waste in examination room. You will fail. Because you didn't learn. So time and chance happened to you, but you had no skill. Then how do you learn? That's why the Bible says, horses are prepared for the day of battle, but victory coming from God. It means, you see, when you read like that, it, goes, it looks as if God doesn't want preparation. Let me show you a secret. God prefers your human enterprise to angelic assistance. That's why there are some things that you pray 10,000 years. So pastor preaches it, you never know. You will never know. So pastor preaches it, you have been reading the Bible every day, but you never saw it. You're like, oh, it's, it's not the same. So, ah, it's in the Bible. That's what I'm showing all to you. So you can see it's all there. It says that you see, God has arranged it in such a way that though he can teach you alone, he will use your father in the Lord to teach you. And look at what 12 says. We are going to pray today. Every bad timing. 12. For man also knoweth not his time. Now he introduced of death. As the fishes are taken in an evil net. And as the birds are caught in the snare. So are the sons of man snared up in evil time. When calamity suddenly falls on them. So he is now linking it to death exactly. So the day you miss your timing, calamity will find you. Look, Satan's goal in your life is not to stop God's word in your life. Let me even show you a secret today. Do you know that when Satan is fighting your faith, he does not fight faith as in faith. Because faith is what God gave you. Hear this. Satan cannot fight what God gave you. Neither can he take it away. Because he didn't give it. Satan can corrupt your gift, but cannot seize your gift. He didn't give it. Oh, I, I think one day I have to come and preach God. And the reason he has no opposite. God has no opposite. The opposite of Satan is never God. It's the devil that taught us that. So we can give him access and power. Even the power he has is delegated power from God. So he is still not up to the measure of God. Because if he's even at the level of God, you think Satan knows everything. Can we go to Genesis 3, verse 3? Quickly. Let me show you something. Quickly. I'll show you something very powerful. Can we all read together? One to go. But the fruit, uh-huh. ye shall not, neither, lest ye die. Uh-huh. Verse 4. Okay. So Satan is now telling um, Eve that the tree in the garden you will not surely die. But let's go back to three. See what he said. This Eve talking. But the fruit, which is what? In the midst of the garden, ye shall not eat, and ye shall surely die. If you, ye shall, if you neither touch it nor 
lest you die. Now let's go to verse 2. Can we go to verse 2? Now, okay, let's go to 1. See what he said. Now the serpent, more subtle than any beast in the field which the Lord God had made, said unto the woman, Have God said, Ye shall not eat of every. So Satan was talking to Eve and was telling Eve, God said, Don't eat all the trees. It is Eve who said, The one in the midst, before Satan knew which tree God had told her. It's, it's here. You see, look, isn't it? Are we, are we reading a different Bible? Yeah. Satan said, as God said, don't eat every tree. It is Eve who said the tree in the midst. Let me tell you. So it means that so far, when God was telling Adam, thou shalt not eat the tree in the midst of the garden. We read this sensually, so we think everybody heard it. But we don't realize that communication was to his spirit. So Satan couldn't hear it. We even think that when God was talking to Adam, it is outside. It was in his spirit. This is the reason why when I pray in the spirit, no matter how the devil understands English, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has he entered into the house of man what God has prepared for them that love him. Because had they known whom they were crucified, also for, it meant that Satan needed the wise man to show them the house. Satan couldn't even send an agent. <clears throat> you see that teaching about God, Satan sent an agent to follow you to your house. It's wrong. Because the Bible says that Herod had to ask the scribes, where shall he be born? In that time of Ephrata, it's written, yet Satan couldn't decode. <laughs> Satan had not seen the star. It's the wise men who saw it. Because they were permitted by God. The angel led them there. It means if the angel does not lead Satan, he will not know them. Yet, it is the same inn that had a lot of people and there was no room. They are not all Christians. Obviously, someone of the devil is in that inn. Yet, because it's not revealed, you can be in the same hotel. Messiah is born, yet you can't know where he's born. They were still waiting for the wise men to come and show Herod where he is to be born. Or born of... You give Satan too much power. His greatest weapon. Anytime a believer sounds in the spirit to pray, even if you are speaking English, Satan doesn't hear what you are saying. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Why? When you pray, pray and enter your closet. How do I stand here and I'm praying in... Look, that's why we are in him. We move in him. Have our being in him. It looks like you can see me, but I'm in him. In the spirit, Satan can see angelic activity, but cannot hear details. That's why it's very important. When I'm prophesying to you, I do it in the spirit. Because if I do it in the flesh, he will pick it. You think I'm speaking in in English. (laughs) But what is downloading your spirit is not legible, intelligible to Satan. Because I'm not doing it in the flesh. It's dangerous to pray in the flesh. Father God, those prayers, Satan knows what you are talking about. But that's when you enter the spirit. Ratus pra, take him out. And when we are praying at a program like this, we can hear sounds, but we can't interpret the sound. Even when you hear English and it's an interpretation of tongues, I will do it, I will do it. Satan does not know the what. 
Because he knew, he knew that there was a tree that shouldn't be eaten. But he didn't know which tree. So Satan can know that God is going to use as a pastor, but he does not know the department. From today, your greatest goal is to walk with God. Get locked up in him. The greatest assignment God gave man was fellowship. The other things of subduing the earth, replenishing it, was because of what Satan did. But according to the premise of eternal jurisdiction, he chose us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be blameless and in what be holy in love. And Bible says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus unto himself. So we have been saved not from hell, but for God. Your salvation is not from hell. It is for God. So if you understand that I've been saved for God. It's like saving money. Not so that money is not wasted. But so that money is reserved for me. God saved you for his enjoyment. Every other thing that came from there. Was as a result of the fall. That's why I said prophecy will fail. All these things will pass away. Because these things. Are to enhance He's saving for himself. So a car is designed to enhance God's salvation. One million dollars is given to you to enhance salvation. It's not given to replace salvation. Children are giving us arrows in your quiver to shoot covenant babies into the destiny of time. People who carry mandates People carry the continuity of our gospel. God gives them as children to us in our quiver. So there's a purpose to them. It's not a validation of a good marriage. (laughs) God called me to himself. If I need to marry so that being called to himself will be made easier by a companion, then he brings a wife. Because if man is not satisfied with God, God will not literally, arguably, legally allow a woman in his life. So some of the women we allow in our life, we went to take it and we are forcing God to bless it. Because when God brings the lady according to his time, no matter how pretty she is, you have no appetite. Because it came in timing. I told you, the moment you miss your timing, it becomes a snare. Bad timing is a trap. That's what Ecclesiastes said. Chapter 9 verse 12. Bad time, evil time becomes a snare for the sons of men. Today, what time have you lost? There's a prayer time you've left. You've left the sword of evangelism. You've left that morning glory when you woke up every 4 a.m. on campus and you were praying in your room, I remember when you finished school, national service, every month you went for retreat. You did personal fasting on campus. It's a long time.
kind. You fasted. When pastor calls a fast, you are struggling. I'm a shepherd today, but three o'clock, I'm vibrating. I'm in 12 in the afternoon. I'm thinking of all the banku in this life. I'm struggling to focus on this fast. I mean, I wish pastor would close church early. I'm trying to find a way to avoid this eating. And I don't know how come I have lost capacity to fast. Once upon a time, I used to fast and midnight, I still don't feel hungry. I still go to the office and I run my day and I'm not scared to collapse. Something has happened. I missed a season of fasting. Some of you, a season was appointed for your breakthrough in church fast, but you chose the time you would join the fast. So when you join in the midst of the fast, the fast could not bring the full blessing. It was like Abraham going at the wrong time. You meet famine instead of blessing. Your sensitivity is low. You used to know when it's God. Now you can pray. Ah, you are still confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's happening to you. Oh, these are things you used to do. Listen, to fall, eh, if you are very sensitive, it will be hard to fall. Because by the time you are leaving step one and you are going to step two, descending, you will know. You know something's happening. Like the way you used to pray, effort, effortless. After work, no matter how tired you are from work, you fire one hour before you sleep. Now when you come from work, the same job, it seems to be wearing you down. Something is happening. Chances are that in the day you touch death. You probably engaged in a certain conversation that reduced your capacity. So when you got home, that death was working in you. So you couldn't pray as you should. You were struggling to hit the atmosphere. Every friendship, every interaction is designed for your connection to God or your submission to Satan. Watch who you listen to. You are a magnet in the spirit. You can zap things without being taught. A lot of us are Christians and we know all sorts of dance. And nobody taught us. <laughs> All you needed to do was watch on YouTube about five times. It just entered your leg. You knew what to do. You can be crisp, but you know what flowers are. Because we used to go to entertainment. We, yeah, we were there. We, you just, it just enters your leg. You're a pastor, but you know how to, you know. Easy crap. But you've not performed on stage before, but it's in your leg. So anytime we are dancing in church and we are doing jam, first one night jam, and you see some brothers very stiff, there's something in their leg. <laughs> they don't want to display it. <laughs> there's something in their junku. You know junku? It's a junku. It's waiting. Beloved, God designed life to be enjoyed by him. He has first place. And once he has first place, we will know when he's coming. From tonight, God will come on you to your room and tell you that from today, every six o'clock, I want you to open your Bible. He will say it like this. A prophet might come and give you that God said, get intimate to the word. Do you know what has just happened? God is about to visit you. And he knows you will take it for granted. So he used a prophetic word to affirm it. So that affirmation brought you to a place where you agree that this is it. But in our agreement, if you miss it, it might take you a long time. It might cost your life to become painful. It might create a fight you might never be able to come out of. 
Today, if you hear his voice, I thank my God I never dated on campus. I tried. I got bounced. And I give God praise. Yes, Pastor remembers. I remember. It's not easy. I grew lean. That was a song. I beg. Hey! It's a joke. Not a joke. Today when I heard that song, I'm angry. That's a useless. Nonsense. Man of God. I'm listening to one of these songs. I'm telling you. Bad timing became a strap. Oh, I had, I had hip, that vacation, I carried hip hop track to the house. First day. Yeah. Wow. I'm a, I have a hundred guns, I have a hundred clips. I'm from yeah. New York. I don't know about yeah. yeah. rap. Yeah. Munim, munim. <laughs> you don't know in those days. I mean. <laughs> I always tell the young people, I say, if it is a cutter, if it is hardness, if it is gangster, we are better candidates. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, we have the brain for it. <laughs> I drink <guess> it. <laughs> yeah. But God saved us for something better. So I cannot be saved for something better and still desecrate why he saved me. There's no sense in them, but I go to the world. I've been asking the Holy Ghost to say this, but let me say this to help you, to change the next one. One of the greatest ways by which the anointing sinks into your spirit, by which the word of God enters your very soul, is the songs you listen to. In science, there's something called cell membrane. Each cell membrane has a cell gate. And the cell gate is that which is responsible for the health of the cell. Mitochondrial, Golgi bodies, all those things. Empty, you know, all those things. They are there. Yeah. <laughs> then we have <laughs> we have iron gates. The gates responsible for absorbing potassium, ions, whatever it is, they are there. So the moment something goes wrong with it, something begins to happen at cell level. Then it begins to replicate into the tissue, enter into the organ like that. It graduates like that. So what's happened? <laughs> the arts people are saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what am I trying to say? The songs, listen to me. The songs you listen to has a long way of causing the word, the anointing to sink faster in your spirit. Now I'm going to say something that's remarkable. God taught me this thing some years ago, but I want to say it to this generation. I've never said it before. I said it recently in a meeting, but I'll say it here. Don't say that you like the beat, but you, you don't like the words. It does not make any sense. Now, why? Why am I saying? Now, hear me, hear me, hear me. I, can I say what I'm saying? Hear me, hear me. There are times God allows. Hear me. There are times God allows what looks like a worldly song beat to be used in church. He allows it, and that allowance is on the remit of God. Listen, I will even say it from a public standpoint. Sometimes those beats that the world uses, they stole from church. But what I'm going to say right now is this. Every lyric that we sing is an interpretation of a beat. So for instance, if he plays, play a chord for me. Just play a chord for me. 
if he plays a chord, alright? So depending on the chord he plays, I cannot sing, you know, no, I can't do that. He's playing something very interesting. So keep playing, keep playing, just play, minus, just play them. So as he's doing this, based on how he's playing, this is how I'm going to sing. Mm. I go like that. Next thing I do is, oh, 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 show me your face. Let me see you daily. When I rise up in the morning, so I'm interpreting what he's playing. I think I'm giving words to the tone, but the tone is giving me what I must interpret to meet it. So anytime you go to the traditional setting, they hit the phantom phone, or the studio guys who rap, they start chat, 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 chat. When they give you the beat, it's like you come in, it doesn't go because you are not interpreting rightly. So if you say you like the song, the, the beat without the song, the beat is the song. They go to voodoo for the beat. That's what they, that's what so the beat, the reason why it has sexual connotation and can only ride on sexuality, promiscuity, and evil is because where it has come from, that's how it must be interpreted. When you go to the castle, they don't need to talk. Bing, 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 bing. You know what's going on. It's called talking drum. So the beat is what the gong gong beater say. King, 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 king. Then he'll give interpretation. King, 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 king. The beat is interpreted by the words. So anytime you hear a song, don't think the song defined the beat. It's the beat that was interpreted as lyrics. Be careful. David didn't need to say a single word. But as soon as he strung the harp, drang in that string, there was a statement that said, evil spirit, get out. He didn't need to say anything. Spirit of dementia, leave that body. And David was silent. Yet every stringing was casting out the devil. It's the same way Satan can use every string to bring a devil into your flesh. Of course, you are born again, so you can't enter your spirit. But you can sit on your flesh. It's called the oppression of demons. Depression is an oppression. Anger is an oppression. So when they get angry, they forget what they did. It's when they are done before they remember. They, even, when you even tell them, you slap me, you say, me? It's that you are at a serious level. You are possessed. It means now, the thing has blocked your, it has left your flesh has entered your soul. So he's blocking your mind. Your, your mind is where your memory is. But it's the Holy Ghost that made you come back. Tonight, I call you to deep gravity in the spirit. Don't joke with your time. Who do you give time to? You know this girl is promiscuous. Why do you keep giving her time? Something is happening to you. You are exchanging time for promiscuity. It's a matter of time. Or you discern a man of God. You go and prosper for a while. But Bible says like grass, you will soon wither. It means grass, when you pluck it out, it looks green. First day, second day, third day. Give it four days. It will start looking brown. So some people can live a ministry angry, insult. 
Five years, they won't look okay. In the sixth year, that's where penalties will start showing up. Gravity. Don't miss your hour of visitation. Some of you, God designed church for your visitations every Sunday. But Satan will also come and say, sleep. And you did not discern that the day you slept was the day you watched pornography. Whilst you are watching service, you are watching pornography at the same time. I've done someone's number. Yeah, you are watching service and another phone, you are using to watch porno. As I, was, as I was preaching, Sam was texting his homosexual partner as, as in church. As I was preaching. Three weeks ago, we had a gentleman come to church. He had dress, sunglasses. He was not minding me. He had just come to the service. And he was in the service. Text him. So when I was done, the Holy Ghost picked him in the spirit. I said, you come. Come and prophesy to you. I said, come. I said, I see a woman. She's not talking. It's like your mother. Her mouth is sealed and she's somewhere. She can't talk. He said, my mother is dead. I said, is that so? Okay. Then I started speaking to her. I said, you see your mother in your dreams. Blah, 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 blah. I said a lot of things. I said, yeah, true. And I said, I've entered your bedroom. You take alcohol and pills to sleep. He said, Allah. <laughs> then as I was prophesying, God opened my eyes. And I mentioned two ladies he was texting in service. And he, I even told him what he was saying. That he said after the service. I, I said, he said after service, he's going to meet them. I don't know what the pastor is saying. After that day, he sent me a text the next day. Prophet, how are you doing? I led him to Christ. The prophetic is not for sure. It's to navigate those who are still joking with God. And say, you come. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, Jesus. Someone did a cross in the house. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's not going to go down like this. (laughs) Beloved, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Jesus has walked into a lot of your rooms many times. The Lord held your ankle. You heard your name. John, wake up. And you're like, who who called? And you slept again. You slept. Recently, I was with one of my mentors, a prophet, and he was telling me something. He said, he was sharing this in church, that he was lying down one day, going to pray. He usually has a policy where anytime he comes to sleep, as soon as he wakes up, it means God said he should pray. He has a covenant with God. So, if he sleeps and he wakes up in an hour, it means God said he should pray. So, he had gone to minister and got to his room around 12 midnight. Then he lay on the bed. He said, within 45 or so minutes, he opened his eye and said, God, I just slept. I beg you. And he said, God told him, start praying. And start praying. So he started, Rako, Talababara, Talababa, Rekodababa, from 12, 12.35. What time was it? 12, yeah, yeah. So he started praying, Talababa, Talababa, Laba, 1, 1, 30, 1, 25. Then he said, he just felt the burden lifted. Then God allowed him to go and rest. So he said, when he woke up in the morning, if I did wake up in the morning, around two or so, two, he, whilst he was praying, he got a call from his brother. And the brother said, man of God, Aaron Roberts just came to my house. And I said, how? He said, they just came to my house. They took everything and they knelt and they made me kneel down and they put a gun on me. But while they put a gun on me, one said, don't kill him. The other said, kill him because he has seen her face. He said, it became an argument between the Aaron Roberts 
So they left fighting among themselves and they didn't get to kill him. Then the prophet said, imagine he slept at that time. That's how you hear a man of God's brother has been shot. No, I'm serious. A lot of you, when you have let people die, because you just woke up and you want, you want God to be, uh, I don't know, God should be uh, uh, Armando or Holio or Cesar or somebody. He should come and tell him, my daughter, rise up. Lift up your hand. Say after me. Speak to your mother. Speak to your father. Because you know not the ways of God. If you know God, you will know that what feels like an interruption to your normal routine is a product of a divine loving interception. There is love behind that intrusion of your time. Why? He knows you are tired. Yet because he needs you to stop a death that will break your heart further. He will let you intercept that, that sleep. That seems like an inconvenience for an eternal redemption. God knows that when he's telling you to do something you don't like, he knows what your frame. He knows you are weak. He knows you are tired. But because he's going to redeem something that will be worse in your life, he will rather choose this moment and disturb you so that you save yourself from future torrential It's time, oh. If you had won that soul, the homosexual levels will reduce. Yeah. If you have won that soul, just walk to the guy and say, God loves you. And you just walk away. The guy will come to you and say, Why? These are the things I'm doing. He said, Then kneel down, lift your hands. Let me show you something. The anointing capacity is valued on the premise of your compassion intensity. The amount of compassion you have is, de- is what determines how much anointing you're working. So if you don't have compassion for people, you are not candidate for anointing. When people are dying, you are not hurt. One of the things about pastoring, eh? Yourself, you don't know. Eh? You just call pastor. Pastor, I'm not well. Please come and visit me. Pastor, my mom is not sick. Please pray for her. Pastor, are you praying? I hope you are praying. Please don't forget us. Pastor, remember us. Pastor, my wife is in labor. Please remember her. Daddy, please. And you want to tell the person, use what I've taught you. He said, Daddy, it's not easy right now. Just pray. Speak a word. I know your word alone is enough. But Daddy, speak a word. My wife is saying she needs to hear your voice. Then you have to speak to the wife. She's in labor. Open then. Then one pastor has to grieve with a dying member and has to celebrate with a newborn and go and bless a wedding and be happy. In the same day. Such emotional variance. You have no idea the amount of cognitive energy you have dissipated. Your brain power has, has worn you down. So sometimes you are asleep. You are about to do certain things. Then all of a sudden they will call you. Pastor, I can't sleep. I want to commit suicide. All your feelings for your wife has left. Then you see Pastor Wenshu. Where are you? I'm coming. Some of us prophets, they will say, the Lord be with you. We shall meet in heaven. <laughs> Nonsense. When we are preaching, you know here, the boy has broken your heart. Is it now you are calling me? The Lord be with you. Because only maybe. It's only Africans who commit suicide by calling. Hello, I will kill myself. Psychology will tell you that you are not ready to die. It's like you are looking for permission. <laughs> you want us to beg you. <laughs> I said, die. <laughs> You, you tell someone who says, I want to kill myself. And say, die. You say, eh? What did you say? I say, die. <laughs> the man says, you don't love me. <laughs> oh, 
Beloved, Jesus loves you too much. If he wakes you up, there's a meaning. Sometimes you will not know today. But I told somebody something. There are things you are praying for. Sometimes you have not even prayed about marriage. All of a sudden, God tells you, you are 20. God said, pray about your marriage. You're like, Lord, why? What God is trying to tell you is that you are entering your future. Who you will be. What you do. You are redeeming it before he shows up. Don't say, I am not. Start early. Don't choose it yourself. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say go and lie. The way prophet said it, I think nowadays I'm adding a boyfriend to my prayer. To, Father, give me a tall guy with big chest. He knows you. He, I want him to love you. Yeah. You want a Christian Chris Brown? You won't find him. You won't find him. You won't find him. A Christian prayer papa with swag. You won't find him. You, the every day you want a tall person. God said your happiness is in a short person. Choose him and be free. Choose him and be free. The brothers too are like, Lord, you know, you will give us the desires of our hearts. So as it's going now, you know, a tongue speaking Cardi B will do. He, he knows what's up, but he can speak in tongues. Like she's full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. A little cleavage. A little hips. At the same time, she says, Thank you, Lord Jesus. You won't find. A virtuous woman is not in her shape. A virtuous woman is not in her bob straps. Do you know bob straps? Pastor, what, what did you do to me? Pastor has hugged me. Some anointings have entered me. He's in the Lord. Her price is far above rubies. Because I bet you, there are some people where God hides their beauty till they meet the right person. I, I, oh, you have no idea. Some of you, are, <coughs> I met somebody who says that some people are ugly ducklings. When they are born, they are black. <laughs> but in future, there will be a beautiful swine. Yeah. A, a, a beautiful swan. Yeah. Yeah. You'll become a man. So, uh, when you're on campus, SS. After investing, I said, Why are you not me? What's the share? What's the share? God is hiding some people till they marry. Then you will expose their beauty because God will reward that spiritual person who did not choose by sight alone but by the spirit also. So that's how when you marry, the woman becomes prettier in the marriage. Then brother Oja be walking, ah, 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 I could see up on me, Jano, yeah, 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 yeah. The girls become fine power. Whoa, 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 whoa. How could it happen? It's time to discover the Lord and hear his voice and find him out when he is to be sought so that you don't miss your hour 
of visitation. God is coming to your house. But you went home to sleep. God said this vacation, I will turn your family upside down. You sensed it, so you felt like when you get home, do a one-week fast before you join. You didn't. As soon as you got home, mommy also didn't know. Oh, thank you for coming. You look slim. I have jollof for you. So, you keep postponing the fast. Then when it's one week to come into school, you're like, oh, let me do three days. You have missed your hour of visitation. And if you don't take it, when you come, I mean, how many of you, let be honest, all of us, that's happened to us before. Something will happen in your family. Then it's, you remember that, hey, if I had prayed. Do you know what Jesus said to Peter? Satan sought to sift you. But I have prayed. So the day Satan shows up, you have already dealt with it already. So his capacity is reduced to the minimum. Tonight we are going to pray. He said, redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Do not be unwise, not knowing what the will of God is. What the will of God is. Understanding what the will of God is. It means when you know the will of God, you can position yourself for his timing. Jesus knew it was time for him to be baptized. So he went. And when he was going, he was praying. The heavens were open. Then after that, he knew that it was time to enter the wilderness. And he knew when he had to return back to Jerusalem. and back, Sorry, back to Capernaum, his family, and to Nazareth. Then when he came, he said, Ah, this proverb is going to be said of me. That the prophet has no honor in his own home. And they will say to me, physician, kill thyself. I said, but the prophet has no honor in his own home. So when Jesus collected the anointing, according to Luke chapter 4, he went to his own household first. Mark and Matthew gives it differently. But actually, after the first place he sent the anointing to his house. But they didn't accept it. He said, oh, this proverb has come to pass. In Luke 4, 18, that was that physician healed thyself. So he left and he started doing ministry outside. Beloved, it's time now. The time is now. The time is not next week. The time is not when you are 25. The time is not when you are 72. I bet you, if I come back to school as a master student, they will open. People will think I'm a demon. You know why? Because by experience, I've learned that it's not plenty labor. It's spirit labor. Oh! I will show up when Holy Ghost says show up. Because I'm no more at undergrad. Undergrad, you have to show up for all classes. What? Undergrad, you have to what? Build. God allows that to build expertise. That's why we have the principle of apprenticeship. But after undergrad, you have finished apprenticeship. Masters, you know you start every class you go. You can still pass the paper. You know what to learn. The way the man was talking, the way he was looking at your face, when he mentioned this subject, you know his heart is there. This way. No, so masters is skill. Here you can blow the paper. PhD, they cry easy. Look for something that government or UN is trying to do. You'll get your doctorate. Don't look for anything that like, you want to prove the world that, you know, by your intelligence, you can make water bottle become a spider. No, don't, don't, don't. It's a waste of time. They'll tell you you are wasting our time. They need international projects. <laughs> so go to WHO, World Bank, and look for some project. Then you can come and do your patenting. You can turn water bottle to spider. Then you come and say, Prophet, I have chosen my course, but my lecturer is not agreeing to me. Eh, you agree. 
Choose something you agree. <laughs> when you are done there, you can do your own. What do you think? What do you think? Wisdom. But you need the Holy Spirit in all your adventures. He will show you. So I call you to another dimension in God. You don't use prophetic for witches. You use it for everyday life. Who to talk to. As you are talking, Holy Ghost will say, after one hour, leave. Prophetic. Right now, pastor needs you. Like, Lord, why? Just call him now. You just call your pastor and go like, ah, how did you know I thought of calling you? That is a very powerful operation that God wants consistently. That anytime you contact someone, the person was about to contact you. Because you obey the Holy Ghost. Before there's a need, God told you, carry this money and go and give it. And I'm going like, how did you know I was about to talk about this? And you've done it already. Precise operation in God. It makes you avoid danger. It makes you see opportunity and God tells you there's a trap behind it. And you are not deceived. And you can politely say to governors and kings, I don't like that chair. Because you can see what is behind it. Nehemiah said to Noeda, thank you for your prophecy. But not knowing she was hired by Tobala and Sambaya to come and lie to Nehemiah that is about to die. So some prophecies, if you walk with God well, you know it is a concoction. Someone has paid them to tell you that. You walk away. You will not go to a program and prophet to prophesy to you that the guy you are dating is bad. And you will not say anything sensible. Then two weeks later you say, oh, so I need you to break up with the guy. God has something better for you. Then after one month he sends you a text, hello my dear, how are you doing? I've been praying about your situation. And the Lord said, I will fill that gap. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.